Tasting Anarchy, your wine and liberty podcast. Join Mason and Jake each week as they try new wines and discover how much government is in your drink. Hey everyone, I was just on the Friends Against Government podcast feed to talk a little bit about Childeberg. I wanted uh, to put it up here as well so that you can all hear it. Um, I'm with Car Campit and Rollo from the Rollo and Slappy show. Uh, we had a really great time and uh, this is what happened. So have a listen. Uh, all right, everybody. Welcome to uh, an episode of Friends Against Government podcast. We're going to do this as a little bit of a crossover. We've got three guys that went to, uh, and one of them, planned Chili Dose. Uh, so we just got back the other day. Jacob, you just got back today, right? Yeah, about 20 minutes ago. Oh, geez, man. Uh, we, then- we, decide, we decide to stop in that, uh, that Czech town west and get some like kolaches and things. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Rollo, you got back uh, yesterday? Yes, yesterday evening, without any hitches this time. Yeah, well, it's 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 your time to shine at some point after uh, the chili one experience. Yes, yeah. and I might have been supplanted, by the way. You might have been I don't want to tell. I don't want to tell his story, but uh, Jared from Peaceful Treason had a heck of a time getting the Childerberg this year. Oh yeah, That's right. God. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sure he'll tell. Yeah, he'll probably, he'll probably yeah he'll want to tell it on his. I think yeah. yeah. Well, I, I would say overall, I'll kick this off. I would say overall, it was, it was a smashing success, especially with all things considered. But even without, uh, there was a, a lot of people there. I would say over the course of the weekend, probably more people than last year. And a lot of them, like Michael came from North Dakota again, despite all this coronavirus bullshit. Um, yeah. We just had a lot of attendance. It was a lot of fun. The venue was awesome. That was great, uh, great last like like heads up thinking by you jacob because the venue i mean i think when we were when we were hanging out there we all kind of agreed that the venue was better than than last year and and maybe better than uh, with with the exception of just being near the lnc being the primary des, you know criteria for the pick of em along this one probably worked out better yeah i i kind of thought so and uh it seemed less out of the way than the other one so it was kind of easy to just like we went into town a couple of times or or different people did just to go grab stuff that we were missing. Whereas there wasn't really much around uh, the one we were at last time, which I, I can't remember the park's name, but it was on Buchanan Lake. This one was on Lake Travis. It's also, there was a couple of people who came up from Austin and didn't stay with us. They went back to Austin then came back up again the next day. Right. So, and so clearly it's close enough to Austin that, it wasn't bad for people to come up and, and leave. So, I mean, going down there, I was real nervous. I was like, I don't, I don't know if this is going to be a good venue. I don't know anything about it. It was just the only one available. Turned out to be a beautiful spot. The water was great. The porta potties were clean. Um, and it was near a pretty good distillery and a, and a nice little winery. Good God. That distillery was, it was so good. Yeah. I, I, I was so impressed. I went in there thinking like, this is, this will be kind of cool, but man, every bottle that they or every every spirit they had was just and they had a lot too it wasn't like you know you go to sometimes you go to a bourbon uh distillery and you know they'll have a few renditions of of bourbon or you go to a a vodka distillery and they have a few renditions of vodka but they had everything they had vodka they had this horseradish vodka which was awesome uh Mm -hmm. a a gin that was probably the best gin i want bird to taste that gin because i know he's a he's a big fan of gin um and then bourbon uh, two bourbons um and was there anything else? Am I missing something? There rum. A, they had a rum. And a cinnamon yeah. whiskey. Oh, and a cinnamon whiskey. Yeah. 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 And so, so I went I went to the specs there in, in Marble Falls after everybody left and picked up uh the gin 
the vodka, the bourbon, and that uh, that like Scotch fire or whatever. That um, yeah, hopscotch. I don't know what it is. Yeah, hopscotch. That's right. Yeah, and um, just to you know have them at the house and kind of build out the bar a little bit. I uh, haven't tried any of them yet, but everybody raved about it so much. Uh, I was like, well, might as well. And uh, we called them up on Monday, and they uh, we I called them up super late, and they were they were just closing, so they said, nah, if you're if you're you know, 30 minutes away, we won't, we won't be able to stay open so you can pick up some bottles. But they told us all the liquor stores in town that had their stuff. So I know, uh, Agora Brewing and I think, um, Cotton both went into the specs. I think they got, they both got a, a, a bottle of whatever it was that they liked. And, uh, I went and got four bottles to just keep in my bar. So when people come over, they can try it. And, and, you know, it's always better to have drinks that have like a story with it. And now that we, have been there and have kind of a story that makes it even better. It sure does. Yeah. Especially uh, if it's good. Did we say the name of it? In uh, case Iron, people in Iron yeah. Wolf, I think it was. Yep. It was, yeah, it was really neat when ahead. we were doing the, the testing, the taste testing is like, I guess it was the owner of the distillers there. And he was kind of talking through all of the, all the different spirits and then passing them out. And, you know, it, it must've been such a thrill for him. Who's, you know, it's his, it's his handiwork. It's his craft something that he puts a lot of uh, tender love and care into. And we're all standing there taking these sips and losing our minds over it. So it had to be real neat for him to, to be able to, you know, kind of do that every day. And because mm-hmm. yeah, the other thing too, is that I heard that the, the prices and I, I looked it up on total wine. Um, I was surprised at what the prices were total wine. The bottles were like in the 20 to $30 range. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they, they're was, not they're not expensive at all. Oh my unbelievable. god. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. That's that really is probably some of the best. And I guess probably the story does add to it, but uh that's probably some of the better liquor I've ever had, really. Yeah. Well, when you come over to my house, I'll I'll pour you another glass. Sweet. Sweet. Good deal. Also, the uh the the guy I think had a pretty strong I wouldn't I don't know if necessarily how libertarian, but pretty strong uh freedom bent, uh clearly, yeah. judging by some context clues we were using. So that was cool. Yeah. Without a doubt. That was pretty neat too. He, he could have hanged, he could have hanged with us. Uh, yeah. He definitely could have. Yeah. Yeah. So what, uh, so uh, we had, we had a couple highlights. I mean, y'all were there longer than me. I had, I, I basically had like a escape from Alcatraz, but then got, had to head right back type deal, uh, heading back to Fort Worth. So I was only down there for Saturday night, but uh, that yeah. was super fun anyway. And we had a big campfire where everybody, you know, stayed out. Did the, the weather cooperated, uh, drank a lot of beers, drank some mead. Uh, Agra Brewing's mead is, I mean, that that was, well, it's the only mead I've ever had, but it, it, it's the best mead I've ever had. And I think that'll probably stay the case for a long, long time. It was so, so good. Um, really cool labeling you did on the bottles that just, you know, really great job all around on that. That was, that was really impressive. Yeah, that yeah, was fun. Yeah. You yeah that, that was, that was great. Yeah. And, and uh, I haven't counted all the money up yet, but. We but uh, through donations and uh, stuff for this, and and especially thanks to Agora Brewing for giving us you know some tastings of his mead, which helped raise uh, some more money. Uh, we I think we're pushing six hundred dollars for freeross.org this year, which is I think twice what we raised last year. And wow, although the numbers were close, I only counted a total of uh, twenty eight people this year through all the people. But I may have missed people. I wasn't there the entire time paying attention and counting. So. Uh, but it did seem like roughly the same crowd or roughly around the same size crowd. Uh, and there was uh, three dogs there this year instead of just uh, one last year. So I thought that was that. Maybe I'll count those two. 
Might as well. Yeah, we had some people too that showed up that no one really knew them. Yeah. They kind of showed up yeah. on their own just by word of mouth through, I guess, Twitter and everything else. That, that was really neat. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was a lot of fun. We also had some people show up through word of mouth that were not on Twitter, and I was like kind of blown away. <laughs> I was like, how the hell did you hear about it? Um, right, right. But I guess mention mentions on podcasts and stuff like that. But uh yeah, that was it was it was a lot of fun. There was there was a lot of there was a lot of similar faces from last year, which was great, but then there was a lot of new faces uh that that mm-hmm. didn't that weren't there last year. So that was that was a lot of fun too. Yep. Yep. I posted uh I guess that yes wait, no, I I'm mixing up my days. Today. Today was the last day. So we broke down camp today. Uh there was a couple of stragglers, but we all had a good time today. We uh, last night, everybody that was left, we went out to uh, like a brew pub, and I cannot remember the name of it, but I'll look it up. It's in Marble Falls. That uh, was it was decent. Uh, we had some tacos and stuff. I don't know how much of what they had there was um, was theirs, and how much of it was like because they had some Austin ciders and stuff like that. Like I had a cider when I was there because I was driving. I didn't want to like get too too slot. It was called Bear King Brewing Company. Um. It was just down there on, you know, about a block away from the river. And uh, we had some tacos and talked Tilderberg Town. And uh, that was when Victoria showed up, too. So she she came down for the last day. And, uh, well, yeah, we just had just a good time. That So that was a nice highlight. Also, uh, Jared from Peaceful Treason Podcast got his, his kayaks out. And a bunch of people went out and just kayaked around that little cove area that was right there. And that was fun. I mean, the weather cooperated really well. Uh, there was, there was the one night when it rained really hard. And of course, uh, every, every event, there's gotta be the one person who had a little bit too much fun. And this year it was Mason last year, <laughs> last year it was Matt, Matty K, but this year, this year Mason had a little too much fun and spent the last day puking out of the side of his car. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but then he texted me when he got up at four o'clock in the morning, drove up to DFW airport. Texted me and he was like, "Actually, all things considered, I don't feel too bad." So, hey, yeah, it was it was funny. We were talking about um, when you guys had the episode, um, the pre Childerberg episode for tasting anarchy, mm-hmm. and uh, we we're joking around about how Mason uh, gave me a couple uh, <laughs> a couple shots in that episode, oh, yeah. uh, including about uh, originally we had talked about me driving him back up there since we were both flying out of Dallas around the same time. Mm-hmm. and uh it worked out that he ended up getting a, a, a rental car but it was about halfway um driving home because i left around four o'clock in the morning too i didn't notice whether he he had left before me or not uh but i see this red pickup truck driving up 281 <laughs> yeah. and I, I as i as i'm going by it i'm like i wonder if that is like yes it is and so for a couple <laughs> miles i'm driving right next to him and looking over with the goofy smile, like waving, and he's not. Lo- and every time he would look, it's when I had to look to glance at the road. And finally, he saw me, so we waved. And then, um, for almost the entire trip, second half of the trip back, we were basically within uh, eyesight of each other. And I did catch up with him at, at the airport. I was kind of walking around um, the uh, the gates and and saw him uh, as he was walking to his, and he looked. He he seemed in pretty good spirits. That's good. Yeah, nice to do that. Well, I mean, final I mean, little catch up. He, I don't. I he told me that he didn't thought he didn't think he drank too much. He was just really high, <laughs> and, and so it, and for whatever reason that just upset his stomach, and uh, and so you know, and so that's why like he was like, and, and he did have quite a bit to drink. I mean, we had we had that bottle of pina, 
which is great, great wine for anybody who's ever looking for a nice Cab Sauv. It's about a hundred dollars a bottle. That um, was good. And yeah, yeah, it's a good, a good bottle of wine. And then he had. Uh, he didn't drink anything at the still because he's not really a liquor guy. He had he shared a bottle. I bought the table a bottle of uh, Sauvignon Blanc at the at the winery, and he bought a bottle of rosé for the table at the winery because they weren't they weren't doing t- tastings, and they were like, "It's going to be a forty five minute wait for tastings." So while I was doing that, I bought a bottle, and then I bought a case for myself, and then uh, actually people. I bought I bought about nine bottles for myself and people gave me cash, but then they they only drank one bottle of the stuff that I bought for them. And so there was when everybody left. Th- this happened last year too. I just had coolers full of like kind of the less desirable beers, and but and then nobody opened wines, and I and I don't know why. And then I had a bunch of the meads that we bought from, or well, that we donated to Ross and got from uh, Agora Brewing. So. Just like last year, I came back with my, way more stuff, and a bunch of it's yours, Rollo. I, I have like a bunch of like sausages and uh, the that like tube of breakfast sausage that was in your cooler, and an orange juice and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, some of that stuff other people put in there. So just okay. think of it as a uh, as a thank you for. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> you can have some of yeah. my sausages for for uh, putting putting Childerberg together. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, um, so we yeah we had a good time. Uh, we cooked up breakfast again uh, on uh, Monday, and yeah, just just a really good time, just a lot of fun. Yeah, Catholic uh, Childerberg had exponential growth this year. That's yeah, right. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You doubled the number of people that went to mass, right? Well, that yeah. Well, that's exponential because at year zero there was one, yeah. and then year one there was two. So yeah, way to go. So all you got to count that as exponential. Eight. You got to get two more for next year so that it can continue at that exponential growth. Exactly. Oh, we'll do it. Bird's going to be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's right. Yeah. So and, speaking and of I, speaking of next uh, next year, what what is the the plan for next year preliminarily? I mean, I, we've got a long ways to go, but uh, let's maybe start with the name. Uh, Childeberg Tri. Okay. We're going with uh, Russian. Um, and I think that we can have a lot of fun with that because other people were already uh, razzing me a little bit about about it not being in English or not being English letters. It's in the Cyrillic alphabet. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I think there's I think we can do some fun stuff with that uh, and kind of be a little bit trolly with it. I think I really liked this venue. We might do so- this or I, I was actually like looking around on the map at lunch and seeing what else is just in the general area. There is a private campground nearby, so I'm going to see what what that's all about, and then uh, I'm going to call up that still and see if he's willing to let us use that stage for stuff. Oh, that would be cool. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. It, yeah, I think Jared suggested it, it, it. That it's a nice stage. They weren't using it. If they're willing to, you know, maybe even after they maybe after they close or let or the last couple of hours let, next next year, you know, it was. This year was really tough because there was so many last minute changes and other people being locked down, financial situations and things like that, that our, all of our performing acts uh, were not able to come. And But if we can kind of get them to come out next year, maybe we can use that stage. And this is, I think, a better location than last year because there's also that town which has hotels and things like that. So people who are not comfortable camping can for only about 25 minutes away, go and stay in that town. And if they are only able to come in for a couple of days and they're flying, like if we have some, well, Robbie, the fire was the, was uh, the main comedian that we were going to have. If he can only stay a day or two 
And uh, then he can, it's easier to drive him back to Austin, then come back out. It's not that far. It's like a, I think to the Austin airport, I looked it up. I think it was like 45 minutes. So yeah, yeah. Uh, not bad. And uh, it, it was, and I think maybe we'll continue with this time of year because the weather, other than that one night, which was, you know, we all had to jump in our cars because it was really coming down. Uh, other than other than that night, it was uh, great weather. It was cooler than last year, but still warm enough to go swimming. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the juggling act uh, in, in Texas is the earlier mm-hmm. you push it in spring, probably the better chance of rain. Uh, yeah. But the later you push it, the better chance that it's just balls hot and difficult yeah, to sleep. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then obviously the water being warm enough to swim in, but yeah, it was, it was, it ended up being perfect. Although, you know, in late May, you're really, you know, well, really any time of year in Texas, you're, you're kind of flirting with the disaster, but um, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Sometime in probably, I, I would bet that this weekend was probably towards the end of the uh, likely good weather band. Um, right. Beginning of May to yeah. mid May is, is probably. Well, and it was kind of nice too is a holiday weekend. And this actually, because I, I, I've never worked in an industry where holidays really mattered that much. Uh, it does matter though for normal people. And uh, so if you're, if you work like a, like a normal is not the right word, but if you let work a standard type job that, that has set holidays, this is actually a really good weekend because it d- gives people kind of that extra buffer day to, to travel. Uh, for me, it's like, you know, I, it could be, in, it could be, you know, Tuesday through Friday and it wouldn't matter. Cause mm-hmm. I can take time. I can kind of take time off whenever, but uh, and then when I worked in the previous industry, I couldn't take any holidays. So my, my vacation time was always going to be at a different time, but kind of thinking about it this way, I think this is, this might be a, a good time of year. It was a good spot. I think it's very centrally located despite uh, comments from, uh, and I'm still, I'm still a little pissed about it uh, from one Scott Horton. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you, you give me crap about it. Uh, I think the location is actually good. And, you know, we had a great time. I, I'm already, I'm already planning for next year. I've already looked. Uh, they're not available for a reservation yet, but uh, in one month, I can reserve the same sites at Muleshoe Bend, and we could actually have it at the same location. And I'm going to call over to – actually, maybe I'll email them, uh, email uh, that that still and see if they – if they have any sort of agreement where we can maybe use that stage and have an event there, I mean, it'll bring them business for sure. So, Oh um, yeah. And if that's the case, I also saw that in Marble Falls, there's a van rental place and maybe I'll just rent the van when I get down there instead of, uh, renting it, driving it all the way down from Dallas and then driving it all the way back. It probably, I could rent two vans down there for the same price just for a couple of days to, you know, tote people over to the, to the still. And then, towed them back and that that's really all we used the van for was um bringing people into town to drink at the brewery bringing people over to the still and over to the winery just so that one of us could stay sober and drive but still have a large number of people and and honestly like this is another thing i didn't realize but victoria and i were talking about it today is like just that driving together in a van even if it's only for 30 minutes for some reason that creates like a big camaraderie event like everybody's talking, it's like a fun thing. Then they got stories to talk about later. It, it's it's a lot of fun. It's just a cool, it's a cool thing to do. Yeah, yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, we had a lot of fun uh, going to the distillery and the, and the winery, goofing off in the van. Um, maybe maybe we'll get the same van next year. And we can see if that uh, 
Modelo can is still in the side of it. <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, where, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's possible. Like that van, that van is, uh, I think, is on its last legs for budget rent a car. Yeah. It is, it's, it's got a lot of. Let's Hitching, say uh, characters and hiccups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll send, yeah. They'll send it over uh, to Dollar. A, yeah, yeah. They'll probably, yeah, that's right. They'll probably send it over to Dollar. It's it's a it's a the I and I should have looked at the interior before I bought it because like I, I hope they don't give me any trouble for it. Like there's there's problems with the interior. The exterior was actually fine, but there's like a lot of like missing plastic and like the lamp in the back is broken and uh, yeah, it's just it's weird weird things about it. So maybe maybe uh, I'm hoping that they don't care. And they probably don't because the guys, it took them like 45 minutes for, to check me out. And, and it was because they were arguing about like rap lyrics. Ah. And uh, they just, just kind of, I don't think these guys cared that much about the van. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, belabor it. Uh, do we have anything else that we, that we want to cover? It was just, it was, it was a super fun time. It was great. It was great. Um, not just because it was Childerberg, but also it was great to be around, especially this year. It was great. Everybody, I think everybody said this was within five minutes of getting there. They were like, holy shit. It's, it's great to be around people that don't care about the coronavirus." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. It, it was that, I mean, I think that, that was definitely icing on the cake for it. Um, you know, it's also, I, I, I don't know about you guys. Like I don't, you know, Karin, you and I go out to lunch once in a while and, and it's, we, we were both kind of you're you're more naturally extrovert extrovert than I am, and and like when I'm around you or when I'm around like people like us, like I feel uh, very extroverted. But I think for a lot of people, their lives uh, they it's they can't really talk about a lot of these things, even if they're thinking about it, because other people just don't get it. But there was so many kind of on the fly references that they could use, and everybody understood. Yeah, because it. Yeah, it's sort of like this, like, I mean, they, and like really obscure things, things from the fag cast, uh, just re- like callbacks to stories or guest appearances. And and then just of the milieu of anarchist Twitter, basically, is that you could they could make these references and people were, would laugh and think it was a funny joke. Whereas if you made that reference around like The Office or whatever, they'd be like, what? <laughs> they, like, they have no <laughs> yeah, idea yeah. what you're talking about. And, and I think that's about a 40. That really is helpful. We had about a forty-five minute brainstorming session, pretty drunk around the fire on the fr- on Saturday night, uh, just creating ideas for the bag. So uh, that'll just give you an idea of basically what the banter is for, the, for an entire weekend. And right? also yeah. the, the Jacob Lindsay House of Inconvenience. Yes, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think we I should think I, we could, could really produce those. And I they, honestly, I think they could be really low budget, but be entertaining enough, and also probably appropriate enough to still be monetized on like YouTube. Yeah. So, but maybe not oh, the yeah. bag. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, maybe not the bag. <laughs> uh, but the house of inconvenience could be because it's just weird, like just slightly inconvenient scenarios. Yeah. Oh yeah. You could do it like as a Tim and Eric type thing. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's all I have to say. Like I, I keep the, you know, I don't know if you guys have this when you're on like long drives by yourself. Do you guys, do you start thinking of, uh, you're kind of going like, well, like, so on the way down, I was very nervous and on the way up, I was already going, well, what can we do next year to make it grander and better and get more people to come out and have, and, uh, like we didn't get to play volleyball at all, at all this year. Yeah, so, that's true. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would, I think that was probably a lot of that was just because 
you you had the burden of planning on your shoulders and you wanted to just get down there and get things set up and just see a few people get there and and make sure that you know just breathe a sigh of relief as the as the the wheels start turning rather than um you know the lead up where you're like is everything going to work out are they going to kick us out are they going to close the park last minute or you know yeah yeah that's true yeah and, and but you know on the way back up I'm I was just thinking how good it went and maybe next year like I don't I think this is like a good example of like how it does kind of do like a little bit of spontaneous order, like different people brought different things. Uh, we, we like on Monday night, we had like a really big dinner and really? uh, yeah, like uh, I think it's, uh, is it James or Jesse? The, um, you know, the guy who had like the twirly sticks. I can't remember what his name is. Um, I, think I may was, not have been there for that. Twirly sticks. He, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. He had these, those, he had those like quarter staffs or I don't know what they're called, but like, they're like, um, you know, like for beating people up in karate. Um, oh, the nunchucks? No, no, no. They're like long sticks, so you, and you can like twirl them okay. and like well, hit people oh, on the head with a little, little handle on the one end. No, no, no. It's just a, just a big stick. It's so a it's big just stick. a stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a spritzer. He, he must yeah, right, he must right. have whipped that out after I left. Oh, okay, yeah. So he was he was practicing with that. I think it's I think it's it's not Jesse. I think it's James. Uh, uh, I, he, he'll, he'll, he's got to forgive me because I can't remember, and I don't remember anybody's name. I couldn't remember his Twitter handle either. But, uh, but he he brought like a bunch of steaks. He had like some vegetable kebabs. Uh, everybody else whipped out whatever sausages and onions and all sorts of other. There was a, like a, I think he might have actually also brought the can of beans and like some peppercorn and things like that. We just all put it on the griddle and had a big old dinner. That's awesome. And, and uh, but that that, yeah. that griddle was absolutely clutch. Yeah, that was I, that turned out way better than I thought because I was like, "Do I want to load this up into the car? I don't think anybody will use it. We'll have like those grills." And and people asked me if there was like charcoal grills there, and I was like, "Yeah, people will probably want charcoal grills or whatever." But it ended up being just so, it's just so much easier to use than a charcoal grill because you just turn it on. Yeah, so and, I've I've got a funny charcoal story. So okay. on my on my way down, when I stopped at the HEB to get a bunch of supplies, I bought a bag of charcoal, and I never used it because we had the the griddle and I was going to, um, you know, pull it out of my, the trunk of my rental car and, you know, just say, say, Hey, I got a bag of charcoal. Anyone who wants it, just take it. Cause I can't take it yeah. with me. Uh, but because Sunday night we had those thunderstorms and I was in my car to go to sleep, uh, a lot sooner than I originally intended. And, uh, and so when I was already, you know, an hour or so outside of, uh, the campsite, I realized, Oh wait, I have this bag of charcoal with me. And so <laughs> in the car. Yeah. I'm like, I can't I don't want to like leave it in the rental car because we're just gonna be like, what is that? And I'm like, oh just yeah. keep it. And I didn't want to like throw it in the trash can because it, you know, it, it was I I was lazy and I bought the self-lighting charcoal. So I'm like, I don't know if it like it's right. too hot in a trash can to catch it on fire. So I didn't know what to do with them. Like I don't want to throw it out. So I uh, I stopped at a uh, a gas station to to relieve myself and also to buy a uh, a cup of coffee on the way up. So there was a uh, you know how you can they a lot of stores have those propane tank uh, replacement things outside. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Or it was no, it was fire. It was it was firewood. They had a oh, bunch okay. of firewood outside. So I just uh, I kind of looked around. No one was around me because it was like five o'clock in the morning, and I just kind of laid it against the side of that 
like a, like <laughs> free like, free charcoal for somebody. Yeah, like, like a baby uh, that you abandon. Yeah, yeah, that baby. <laughs> yeah, just being like, well, someone's gonna someone who wants to do something with fire is gonna see it here. So hopefully, someone just grabs it. Yeah, and hopefully they don't think it's like for sale, and then go in and try to buy HEB charcoal at like the Shell station or something. <laughs> yeah, but hey, maybe maybe the if he's a uh, quick on his feet, the cashier made a uh, quick five or ten bucks out of it. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Uh, any anything you guys want to see happen next year that you didn't see happen this year? Man, I'll have to think about that. But I mean, it's been shaping up so nicely. It's I, I'm. It's such a shame that this coronavirus thing happened because I, I feel like we it was going to be so much. Not to say that it, it was it was awesome as it was, and and it was in some ways even better than it could have been because it was such a against the backdrop of everybody freaking out about this virus. It was such a re- yeah. relief. But on the other hand, right. I know that you're probably wondering what could have been uh, had everything gone as as planned, and and that you know there there. That sucks. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll, next year I just like to see. I'd like to see it just simply happen again with all of the exposure and the interest in coming that we've we've snowballed over the last two years. So, um, and see if yeah. we can start to because you know the thing that you were mentioning with like the spontaneous order and that, that's something that really happens. You know, people break off into groups, people do different things, and and people bring different things, and uh, and that just magnifies when. 50, 100, 200 people show up rather than 30 or 40. Um, so that's that's kind of what I'd like to see. And and uh, otherwise, that campground is awesome. It was super wide open, so you're not worried about bothering anybody else. I mean, there was nobody around us. Um, yeah. You, we, we, yeah, I, I, we could have stayed up till three in the morning howling and nobody, you know, nobody was going to be bothered. It was that big. Well, yeah. You pretty and, much and did. Pretty- yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, they, and we did actually that that Friday night because uh, a bunch of people showed up early. Uh, actually, Rallo, you were there that Friday night as well, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people showed up early just because of, of you know flight times or or travel, whatever. And uh, it was we were up till I think three thirty. Yeah. And uh, drinking, uh, well, drinking both the the mead from. Agora Brewing and also drinking the mead that uh, Barbary Cook brought. Um, Michael, uh, is that his name? Barbary Cook? Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, they both, and his mead was very good as well. So, like, yeah, and that was kind of cool thing. And then just other stuff that people brought that was just neat. Like, so people just brought stuff. And, like, uh, um, for Peaceful Trees, and Jared brought those kayaks, and people were able to go out kayaking. And that's kind of a, you know they had them for rent up at the, at the up at the top of this site, but uh, they weren't renting them because of Corona. So like, <laughs> like weird things like that. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I think I think it turned out real well. I, I think I I think maybe I don't want to see any more organization necessarily next year, but like I I kind of want to go for me. I wanted to go uh, hiking on some of those trails that were up there. I thought that might be yeah. fun. And uh, if if we're in the same area and. Um, yeah, that, I mean that's that's the only thing that I was like, oh, I wish we, I, we kind of missed out on that. Also, nobody played Jasmine, so I was upset about that. Yeah, I, I thought <laughs> of that on the plane ride too. Like, oh, I never yeah. got to. Yeah, but, but we did play but, Bocce. Yeah, we did, we did, and I um, uh, don't you t- don't tell cream. any of my family how bad I was at it. Yeah, yeah, you and I, you and I got like our booties handed to us. Yes, we did. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> but I also wanted to say something about, um, you know, with the Corona stuff going on and and not having as many people. While while I agree with you guys about, you know, wish more people could have come. 
But the fact that we had the turnout that we did, and I was saying this the entire time, makes me so bullish on Childerberg. And the fact I give you a lot of credit, Jacob, for despite all the nonsense going on and you had two other venues before this place cancel on you, you know, you stuck to it, you stayed with it. And I think it's really important for people like us, you know, the anarchists, the libertarians that say we don't care about what the government tells us. And um, we went out and did it and and we still had a, a blast and we still had a good amount of people. So that really makes in only its second year it really makes me believe that this has like true staying power and has true momentum yeah i think so and i think i'm getting better at uh rolling with the punches a little bit like like things do like things do pop up and then i i learn new things uh about putting on an event in general like people don't realize this when they want to put on an event like this is not an event per se because events require event licenses in a lot of places uh, and that requires you to buy insurance and like all these crazy different things. So when it when you kind of make it more like just a group camping trip where one person buys the sites, then it is a different thing entirely. So like those are things that are interesting. But maybe when it gets to a certain size, we do have to reconsider what bribes we have to pay to the government to leave us alone. Um, so yeah, there is a lot of interesting things to it. It is a, it's a really great learning experience, and it's good. It's good, uh, you know, because I talked about it a whole bunch all weekend. It's good uh, learning experience for Childerberg Town. So, yeah, and actually we talked about that late into the night on Monday and um, everybody's got great ideas for Childerberg Town and like, oh, did you consider this? And, oh, we could do this kind of thing to keep money flowing while people are still moving there and that kind of thing. So I'm I'm very bullish on Childerberg Town now as well. Uh, I was before just because I came up with it. Um, But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy. I think we got a really great group of people that are kind of coming together. I, I do have one thing that's sort of related, but also unrelated. I want to plug right now uh, while I'm thinking about it. Do you guys have anything else you want to say before I uh, plug? No, I'm uh, Ron Paul I, I was just going to congratulate uh, Doofus Anarchist for winning the uh, fruitcake. Oh, right. Uh, so how much, yeah. Yeah. How much, did, uh, how much did it weigh? Uh, it was one pound, 15 and three eighths ounces. And he guessed two pounds, 1.3 ounces narrowly beating Jacob uh, or Jared from Peaceful Treason who guessed uh, just just under uh, it was funny because Jared was going around after he made his guess saying like oh man I was way too low way too low way too low but uh, it was a <laughs> lot of fun and, and to see the doofus anarchist he was I think he was recording my announcement of all the guesses and he just had this like big smile on his face the whole time and so me kind of knowing that he was the winner oh yeah okay Kind of, kind of, really made it made it a lot more fun for me to see and see him get really excited when I finally said <laughs> that he was the one that got it. So that that was a lot of fun, and we raised fifty bucks for the fifty fifty for uh, Ross right. Albrecht, and in uh, in in good tradition that uh, Mason set, he donated it right back to uh, Ross Albrecht. So hats off to to Doofus. Yeah, so you were actually you have a little bit of your th- pushed off your throne this year. As last year, I think you were the number one f- fundraiser for freeross.org. Um, oh, I didn't realize that. I, th- I think you were. I think I think last year we we raised a little bit more because there was a few more people there. Uh, this year, though, the top fundraiser for Free Ross was Agora Brewing at almost two hundred dollars. Wow, I'm yeah, gonna have so to start was, making bigger fruitcakes. I know, I know, and he actually. Speaking of fruitcakes, my wife, uh, when she got there, she's like, well, you didn't save me a piece of Rolos fruitcake? I, I stole like, it. Uh, 
I took it with me. <laughs> yeah. I can I can I can mail it to you. I can mail you some. All right. All right. That, that's I, a good idea. I actually have something to mail to you too. So uh oh. in in the near future, uh let me get your address because you're you're gonna get some uh, heritage kombucha in the mail. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think that'll I think that'll be good. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Um okay, before I forget though, there's uh something that is developing in the world of Schilderberg. This is Ron Paul Day. It's a holiday that I invented uh, because I think we need more libertarian holidays. Uh, so Ron Paul's birthday is August 20th. August 20th, this year's a Thursday. So on the weekend of August 22nd, I would like anybody in their area to get as many liberty lovers as they can together and do some sort of celebration for Ron Paul Day and do your best to earn a little bit of money for the uh, peace and freedom or a peace and... Prosperity, yeah, peace and prosperity. Uh, Ron Paul Institute for Peace and Prosperity. I think that's the full name because uh, I think that would be a fun fundraiser. And then get a picture of everybody that has attended and post it on Twitter. I think we're gonna do it at uh, Possum Kingdom up here, right? Right, uh, Car? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think we'll do Possum Kingdom. Uh, a couple people were saying they're gonna do one down in Austin somewhere. Uh, Cotton said he's gonna get a couple of friends together to do it in Louisiana. Uh, Barbary Cook is going to do one up in the large, large states of uh, like North, South Dakota, Minnesota, all those, all those uh, places up there. This is going to be him and, and the elk. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's a good couple people up there. And um, well, I'm sure Rollo, you've got a couple people you can get Greg, Greg to get together with you, and maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got Bobby. my uh, my Bitcoin and Liberty meetup, so we can definitely, yeah. uh, I can, I can leverage that and, and get some people. Yeah, I think I think it would be it'll be kind of a fun thing to start every year that I don't really want to organize a big event like Childerberg to do it, but I think it would be fun to for everybody in their area just to get together with some people in that in that sort of spirit of not only being online but getting together with people actually meeting them and talking to them and trying to raise a little bit of money. I like it. So what's that date again? Uh the weekend of August 22nd. Cool. Yeah. All right, fellas, for everybody, uh, I think this is going to go up on at least my and your Jacob's uh, feed. Uh, and for everybody on the FatCast feed, we're going to have our typical episode out tomorrow, which will be Thursday. Um, and today, yeah, this is, we're going to put this out in place of our, our regular episode, but then you'll get a regular, regular episode the next day. Yep. So, All right. I'm, yep. Uh, I always say stay free at the end of mine. I don't know what you guys always say. Yeah, I say two hands on the wheel, so we'll just cut it there. All right, cool. <laughs> Quah! Turn down door, drinking half gallons and calling for more. Drinking wine, for you to drink wine. Wine, for you to drink wine. Wine, for you to drink wine. Pass that bottle to me. Hoy! Drink it, man. Oh, give me some of that slop. Oh, pass that bottle to me. If you want to get along in Peter's town, buy some wine and pass it around. Age runs up to 49. All them cats, they love sweet wine. Drinking wine, for you to drink wine. Wine, for you to drink wine. Wine, for you to drink wine. Pass that bottle to me. Hoy! Wine, wine, wine. Elderberry. Wine, wine, wine. Cherry, cherry. Wine, wine, wine. Blackberry. Wine, wine, wine. Port and sherry. Wine, wine, wine. Oh, pass that bottle to me.
Now down on Gillsby at Willis Den, he wasn't sailing for the American gin. One soldier wanted a bottle of wine. He hit that cat for a dollar and a dime. I drank a wine for the other day. Wine, wine for the other day. Wine, wine for the other day. Wine, pass that bottle to me. Now I got a nickel. Have you got a dime? Let's get together and get some wine. Some buys fifth and some buys fourth. When you get together, you're doing things smart. Drinking wine for the other day. Wine, wine for the other day.